Good afternoon from Croydon. It's episode 13 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. It is Friday the 20th of July, 25 degrees in the office, but about 21 outside. So the weather's been a little bit more kind. There is rain in the forecast. It's been very warm lately, as I've covered on previous episodes. Today's podcast, I'm going to cover a bit about Vienna. Uh, A conversation I had with uh, a friend of mine, Charlie, who made a suggestion, a recommendation, or a request even, uh, for the podcast. I'm going to cover that. A bit about headshot release forms, uh, a bit about a gear purchase, and some stuff about video editing, and then about where on earth do we go for our summer holiday later in the summer. So let's start with Vienna. So Sue and I got back from Vienna on Tuesday. We had a four-night break there, five days. It was a mixed bag, really. Uh, Sue wasn't well after the second day, and uh, that did limit our, our plans a little bit, although it was so hot that actually it was good to get out of the heat from uh, part of the day. And when we did go out and about that day, we didn't do our usual of walking thousands of steps. We took the public transport, and the public transport in Vienna is superb. Um, very photogenic city. The architecture is is incredible, and some of the gardens, etc., are really nice. Um, I think f- fair to say it took us a while to warm into it. We we kind of made some comparisons to Budapest, which we we loved. But uh, you know, we got into it. Uh, the hotel that we stayed in, the Hotel Beethoven, was just absolutely wonderful, like a boutique hotel, but real attention to detail, good quality uh, items there, furnishings, etc. And uh, the breakfast was probably one of the best breakfast spreads I've ever seen. And uh, staff were pleasant. Um, yeah, so I would recommend that. We would probably go straight there in a heartbeat if we had to before. Uh, a few trials and tribulations when we got there because the nearest subway station is huge and we went out the wrong exit, but that just meant we saw a bit more of the city. So it wasn't the end of the world. Um, so we spent most of our time uh, just touring the main site. So, you know... Typically in these cities you see the top 10 and and we kind of tick those off really. Mainly external views, we didn't really have time on our sort of schedule to go inside and look at museums, which probably would have been quite hot and stuffy. Um, Highlights, Schönbrunn Palace was beautiful. Uh, We went there in the evening, Um, actually it was when the World Cup final was on, so Sunday evening. And I wanted to get golden hour shots there anyway and it worked really nicely, so I've posted some of those on Instagram and on my facebook page my travel photography page um the transport getting around there was pretty good actually uh, so when we arrived uh, after a bit of a delay at the cat weekend we took we already had tickets so we booked via expedia which we tend to do for most of our trips and we'd already paid for return tickets on the cat train so that's like the city express type train and it's about twice the price of the normal train, so the stopper, local provincial sort of train, but half the journey. And uh, air-conditioned PowerPoints by your seat, really comfortable seats. And uh, so that was good. It was 16 minutes into Mitter, and we were two stops, plus that walk I mentioned from Mitter Station. So uh, didn't really do much on the Friday night um, travel day. Did a little bit of walking around just to get some bearings. Had a really nice steak meal in Blockhouse restaurant that was near to the hotel. And then we kind of took to the streets, as it were, on Saturday with stills and GoPro. And um, that will be part of my tasks, which I'll come on to a bit later. So uh, just chatting to Charlie in the, the office recently, so one of my colleagues. 
and uh, he he said he liked the podcast, so I was delighted with that. And he did say that it would be useful to just, for his perspective, he's, he's not a DSLR photographer, but he's a keen photographer with his iPhone. And he just said it would be useful to just get an understanding of, you know, recommendations for using that. So I, uh, I took up his, his offer or his request. And I've done some searching on this in the past. And, and, you know, sometimes it comes down to just a few tips. Actually, if you just search iPhone photography tips, there's stacks of stuff on the Internet. Um, iMore is a quite good site. That's literally how it sounds, the letter I, M-O-R-E.com. Apple themselves have got loads of videos posted. Um, if you stick with the main sites like the Macworlds and all that sort of thing, you'll find some really good um, recommendations there. But I think a lot of it is about just keeping it simple. So what I would say is to switch the grid on. So when you go into settings and camera, uh, you can switch on a grid that actually gives you six boxes. And photographers will know that that relates to how you divide up the screen to fit in with the rule of thirds. Rule of thirds is covered in many places all over the world, all over the internet, in books, etc. But it's about making sure that you get your key points of interest at the bisecting parts of that six-point grid, so the, the kind of two, four, the four points in the middle. Um, this is not a great thing to explain over a podcast, but you will see it once. Um, in fact, as soon as you switch the grid on, you'll get a, an idea where I'm coming from. So it's over to the sort of the left or the right and the top and bottom of the left and the right. And that's where you might typically put subject size. So top right for maybe someone who's providing a sort of talking head view of something. Um, bottom left, perhaps for a sunset and maybe have some other features on the right or, or flip it over. But, you know, a lot of things with photography and analysing pictures, I think sometimes people can't always explain why a photo is good or why it's bad. It just doesn't look right. Um, and if you put everything in the middle of the frame, uh, typically it, it'll be OK, but it, it could be better. So, you know, bring bring in that concept, that rule of thirds into your photography and you'll really start to see some great results. Um, rules are there to be broken, of course, so it doesn't always have to be. And sometimes the composition you're after won't lend itself to that. Um, I think one of the other key points for me is to think about your general composition. Um, you want to lead people, uh, lead their eye to the subject that you're trying to concentrate on and you want to be the subject to your photo. So, you know, basic stuff, but it does get broken many times over. If if it means that someone has to step two or three steps to the side to avoid being next to a no entry sign or a dead end or or some other kind of street furniture type issue then do that you know make sure that trees aren't sticking out the top of their heads or out of their shoulder or out of their ear um, so just think about that composition it, it's rare for that type of photography that you would be in a pressure situation and you'd have to get the shot so just take that time you know just just frame it right think about how it looks that's how it's going to be kind of produced and viewed going forward and then just fire the shutter um, so that, that is one key thing. I think the other thing which I do see a lot of, uh, you only have to go into any social media site, particularly the sort of Facebook type pictures. Um, I think Instagram's a bit set up for slightly better quality photography. But the number of times when you look at a picture and someone's trying to capture the individual or a couple um, or a family group, and the backdrop is that maybe that beach scene or that key kind of icon uh, of, you know, of history or of, a, say, a city break, and it'll be nicely lit for the actual items behind them and they'll be dark. So think very much about that composition um, in that situation. You can actually, but just by holding down your finger on the screen, 
you can make a focus, and I mean that as a kind of exposure and focus lock, so AAF, and you'll see this in those guidances when you do a, a Google, and you can actually lighten that area of composition. Now, it might introduce some graininess, and again, think about how you're posing that person or those people. Um, is there a way that perhaps they could stand slightly to the side so that you can capture a bit of sun? And if you really want to be creative, can you borrow something that can act as a temporary reflector? I don't know, silver tray from a local bar or something. Just, just you might want to put something over it, otherwise it'd be too harsh. So, you know, these are just some pointers. So much of it is about thinking it through and practicing. But, you know, the, the, the sort of dark facing against the light background is because if you just hold the phone up, it's going to try and process what it sees and it sees a lot of light so it's going to darken down the image it's going to um, reduce the, the, the sort of aperture value uh, sorry open increase the aperture value to, to allow for that so just think it through and I'm happy to provide any tips uh, that are necessary and that's not just a, a quirk of phone photography you know a lot of photographers, photographers can make that mistake so um Headshots, got a big headshot shoot coming up, multiple um, business headshots, and I've been working on releases, and um, amazing what you can see, I mean I don't have a release that I go to, I've got an app that I use for things like Shutterstock and, and stuff, so I've been kind of borrowing uh, some of the wording to produce my own model release, and I'll, I'll be doing that soon, but there was a very interesting quote that someone put on when I was doing some Googling in the last couple of days, and they said, better to have the release signed and not need it than to not have it and realise you need it. In other words, there's potentially some litigation involved. So, yeah, release form so that you can then do what you need to do with that um, shot. And that can, you know, it just covers all sorts of things, just the edits that you might need to use as well as how you might want to promote it. Typically for this shoot coming up, it'll just be, be for my portfolio and social media. But uh, just want to make sure that everyone's covered and going into that with their eyes open. Next item, uh, gear purchase. Um, this is partly with that shot shoot in mind. So it's going to be traveling up on a commute up to town and I'm going to have to bring quite a bit of gear. So I'm thinking of um, my backdrop and my tri uh, tripod, camera with spares, lenses, flashes, possibly a spare body. Um, but also I'm going to need light stands, modifiers and all sorts. So I did look at the Think Tank photo option uh, logistics manager 30 I think it was which is about 400 quid I don't mind paying 400 pound but you know it's a beast of a case and I'm not sure that I need that so I'm actually going to go with something from North Face which has got great reviews a long haul 30 um, much better price but still built to withstand the rigors of travel you know going in airplane holds and so on so that's on order should get that next week and I think that by putting my backpack on Somehow strapping my quite large, it's probably about 26 inch diameter um, backdrop and then putting all the other gear inside the North Face. It should be an interesting commute, but should be worth it. And I'll get there early because I'll need to do setups before the first shot at uh, 10 a.m. So uh, penultimate section, video editing. So um, I, this is going to be a focus from now on. I do feel that I'm getting quicker at this, um, but even some of the seasoned video shooters, so that, such as Jared on Frono's photo, you know, he admits it does take time um, and you, you can't really rush these things. We did shoot a fair amount of content uh, between the GoPro and the phones 
And of course, I would use stills and we've got B-roll to add into that. Uh, but, you know, I just did some stuff, threw in some um, some content last night, just did a bit with a, a just, again, threw in a back, uh, backing track as well. And it's starting to take shape, but um, it'll need some more work. And I'm, I'm not going to put a time on how long that'll take. I'm just going to kind of dip in and out of it. Still using iMovie. Would love to spend the £300 on Final Cut Pro. You know, it may happen one day. That'll be the day when Apple does uh, discounts and that day might be some way off. Um, and finally, late summer holiday. So we've decided we want to have a fairly relaxing one. Uh, we would like to go to somewhere. It would be great to get a kind of beachfront or waterfront type uh, location, hotel or or possibly a, um, a, you know, a small cottage or something in Europe. Um, initially been thinking about some of the lakes in Bavaria. Although when I start to look at the hotels, they kind of all look a bit dated. Um, we did stay in one of those in Austria. It was okay, but I'm not sure we want to do that again. And I'm, I'm now sort of moving towards Sweden, um, possibly Denmark, those sort of areas. So going to do some research on that over the weekend, see what we can come up with. I did have um, a subscription to Baltic Holidays, and I know they put some packages together, so I might give that a go. So um, I'm going to leave it there as a, a fairly short one and just go through my contact points shortly but uh, just as I think I mentioned on the last podcast I've now got a kind of travel photo presence just to separate out from my main photography uh, so that Instagram is up and running and getting some good traction as is the Facebook page dedicated for it but really I'm just going to go through my my main contacts and put the other details in the show notes so website www.philswallow.com facebook.com slash photo. Instagram is Phil Swallow Photo and Twitter Phil Swallow Photo PHO2. I think I've got those right. If not, please check the show notes. On that, I'm going to sign off. Uh, the weather is going to get warmer this weekend. We may see some thunderstorms, um, but you know, I'll enjoy it regardless, and I'll probably be indoors watching the Open Championship. Okay, great to talk. Feel free to contact me. Thanks. Goodbye.